and I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 162. In this episode, we will be reviewing Hellbent chapters 33 through 36. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Carrie from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the talented, wonderful, loving Lee Bardugo. Moi sabiendo, Caster. Hi, hi there. Hello. Oh, I sounded like Miss Downfire. <laughs> I thought I did. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so, hello, cities. Yes, hello to cities. <laughs> First, we have Manda Yulong City, Philippines. Ooh, and then we're going to Bujuv, Sweden, which I did <laughs> not prepare for. So, I'm very sorry. I um forgot to look. Um, I at- wonder if the J is like the. I wonder if the B silent. Buv. I bet it's. B- You're right. I bet it's I don't know. Buv. I bet it's. It's Sweden, not Nordic. So I don't. I bet. It- I don't know. Thank you, listener. Please don't give up on us now. <laughs> I will. Um. I think it, it's. I bet it's Buv. That kind of makes more sense than. The I B could just and the J be both. making stuff up. I think it sounds great. Um. <laughs> however. Thank you for listening. I looked it up like quickly beforehand and it told me that it was pronounced Bjoof. And I was like, no, that is not right. It was like, it sounded really weird. It sounded, it was like Yeah, I I don't know if I would have been able to do that. I, I did try. Um, but anyways, thank you for listening. Yes. Sweden. And Sweden. We are so happy for yes. you. Yes. We're happy that you're listening. I've always, I really do want to go to Sweden. Yes. I, I've, All of that whole area over there. Yes. It's a gorgeous place. Like the pictures look beautiful. I have some friends that, um, a family that I grew up with actually is from there. And they actually have all moved back now. And it sounds really beautiful. <laughs> and... I would love to love to visit. So, um, anyways, how are you? I am <laughs> excellent. I actually have, I guess, like a question, topic, thought. Ooh, wow! Um, that I off. that I brought here with me today. Um, so a friend from high school just found out about our podcast. Hi, Ben. Um, Hill? Yes. Oh, I was hi. not going to say last names. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Oops. Uh, but the it came up that um, he felt weird listening because he felt like it was voyeuristic to be listening to two people he knew, like, talk about lives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to... Because I don't necessarily feel voyeuristic in that sense if it's somebody else that I know, like, listening to them on a platform like this. Um, But I guess I could see how that would feel weird. But, like, I am a watcher voyeur in real life, so (laughs) I like that kind of stuff. Um, Okay, so... But would that 
Do you think that like you would feel that same way? Before I answer that, can, I don't think I've ever heard the word voyeuristic. Is it about really? No. Are you talking about like void? Like I mean, is like I voyeurism? I really don't think I have. Like I mean, can I mean maybe? It's but... basically like spying, watching. Oh wow! Okay. Like, and it's typically in like a secretive, like wow. naughty way. Well, I definitely don't feel that way. No, that he absolutely not. We are one. We're like putting ourselves out there for anybody to listen. Yeah, and it is. It's totally fine for like. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that way at all. I um. I don't know why you would feel that way. I mean, it's a. It's a podcast that's for the public. You don't have to have a subscription or anything. Um, we're I not. We're not spilling secrets. No. Um. Except accidentally your last name because I just <laughs> I talked to Melted you. Melted it out. Well, I talked to you like I normally talk to you. I sometimes forget that I'm on the, a the podcast. The whole world is listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, absolutely not, Ben. Yeah, if you're listening, then I keep listening. Goodness gracious! He said he was going to try again. So if for some how you've landed on this one, hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! I hope he like. I wonder what he's listened to. I wonder what because. He probably hasn't read any of no. Lee Bardugo, right? No. I, he was I, just said he said he was he tried to listen and it made him feel some type of way and he stopped. Oh. But then he was like, I'm sorry, I'll try to listen again. I was like, um, also you don't need to listen. Right, you don't have to. Because it's a very niche <laughs> nerdy thing. <laughs> right. You might not want to. <laughs> it's not actually. exactly like uh for everybody. I mean if you just need, it might put you to sleep if you need, like, to get, some, you know, maybe if you're having insomnia. You can be lulled. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't feel that way at all. I actually know some friends of mine that don't read the books and literally just listen to the beginning to make sure yes. I'm alive. I have I have a few people that. They will listen to the beginning, and when we start talking about the books, they stop listening. Wouldn't it be funny if we, like, actually were able to check and, you know, we see we found out that, like, there's the people listening only listen to the first five minutes <laughs> Nobody and actually cares about it's the It's only books. our friends. <laughs> it's just all our friends from all around the world. These cities that come up, it's just our friends visiting those cities and listening to us from there. Well, maybe they're scared they're being voyeuristic and like changing their changing v- their like place of <laughs> listening so that we think changing their VPN just to like throw us off. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I've heard so crazy. So crazy. Um but hey, it's fun to think about. Yeah. Anyways, I'm so glad I learned a new word today. I'm kind of scared that I, I didn't you. know it. I didn't. Yeah, I've never heard that word. Not even. Huh. Not lying. Never heard it. And from the way the word sounds, I would have never guessed that's what it meant either. It because to me it just sounds like voyage. So like what people call like a peeping tom would be a voyeur. Wow, that's so weird to me. Just because I think a voyeur sounds like someone that goes on voyages. I mean, they they do go on a voyage of some sort. Well, in my head, 
you're just floating around, you know, on a going on a lovely voyage on the sea. Yeah. Anyways, so, um, well, let's. That was a fun. It is. <laughs> Hello. I don't know if our producer knows that his mic is on <laughs> this entire time, um, but we've been listening to. I think my son went in there at one point, and I heard him talking about cutlery. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyways, that's a little bit more peaceful and I can actually concentrate now. <laughs> I was kind of just like, whoa. I was dancing. Ooh. Yeah, Chris was singing to us. Um. You were being serenaded. Yes. I was. So, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh. So, anyways, we, I, I don't think we've heard, had heard anything yet about another season of Shadow and Bone, but we do have great. You know what? We'll just we'll do Grease Cast News right now, which I'm just going to tell you. So, um, we um, the episode from season two called Rosalia. I don't remember what number that is. I think it's like two or three because it's the one when they do the sea whip. Um, anyways, whip. nominated for an Emmy. Go Shadow and Bone season two Rosalia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and I. I know. Lord, could I, um, I love that we know how to say Rosalia. I think that's just fun. And also, it's, <laughs> when we were covering it, we knew how, like, that this was just taken like a derailment. I don't know what's happening anymore. Do we ever? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I literally am wearing like a combination of everything of Lee. I've got a Grisha verse shirt on. I've got my goat horns on for for like our, our hell bent. Um, but anyways, congratulations, Shadow and Bone season two. That's that's huge. That's we haven't had news in a while. Um, I think we've all been sitting here hoping to hear more news about another season. And it is the second episode. You were right. It was too. I figured it was around there because I just, I don't know. I remember that. But yay. So that's awesome. I am. Um, Have you seen those memes that show it's um, someone like looking in the mirror, like poking the mirror, and it says uh, Mal looking for the third oh. amplifier? <laughs> yeah. Those are cute. Cracks me up. So um, before we do get started, I am going to make a. I did a boo-boo. Um, huge little mistake here. I said last week that we would be covering chapters 33 through 36. And, and that was a big fat lie. Ter- no, it's not because you did. <laughs> you did get prepared for all those chapters. Um, however, I for some reason blanked and um, I stopped at 36. So I didn't read chapter 36. Um which opening your gate there, Boo? Oh, okay. Hi. Um, so I was having Terry kind of like maybe possibly brief me on it, so maybe we could just do it. It's and too much. As she kept talking, I realized, yeah, no. If y'all read thirty six, then you know. Which you have. There's we, a, a lot. Yeah. So because everybody listening has obviously read it, so um, we're gonna cover chapters. We're gonna stop at thirty five. Um. Uh, and um, next week, we'll make sure to cover that as well. So sorry for my boo-boo. Um, Whoops. Yeah. And I really, like, actually, 
I went through the chapters twice, <laughs> and I could have actually <laughs> done. Yeah. So I always forget what chapters we're supposed to be reading. So I'll go. I have to always open up our show notes every single week to you know to remind myself because I always forget. You know what's sad is I did that too. I did the same thing. Oh, boo-boo. I know. I'm wondering what I wrote actually down in my schedule because I'm wondering if what if I actually wrote down 36 and for some reason just in my head just decided I wasn't going to do it. It's possible. You know, anything is. Um, anyways, um, yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to cover before we get started. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Anything you need to share with the class? Ooh, yeah. New song. Oh my gosh! No, um, I. Now you're mumbling to yourself. Because I know, and Chris is not Chris. <laughs> th- see, Chris makes us sound crazy because he doesn't. He starts talking to me, and then he doesn't actually make it live. So, I would. All we hear is. Eric mumbling, trying to... Yeah, trying to spit some words out about (laughs) what's going on. How about we just get started? I know that would probably make things a lot easier for me. (laughs) ADD moment. Just like, hey. Oh. Actually, I did just finally think of something. Oh, hello. (laughs) Come um, back. I'm excited because... And I'm not going to go into depth about it, but... EMDR, which I have you ever had EMDR like a session with that? Um, not not a, called that, no. Okay, so it's a type of therapy that um, specifically is like oriented with the brain. And I've EMDR, I've done, I've had a session, I've had one session before a long time ago with my therapist. And anyways, I am about to do. It's called brain spotting, and it's pretty much like it's based it's based off of emdr it's very similar it's just kind of a little different and um yeah i had my little consultation yesterday and i'm really excited um because by the time i record next week's i will have done my session and it's neat um it's a really neat form of therapy it sounds crazy when you explain what is actually going on um however i can definitely tell you that it really does work it's for like any the word trauma i think is like can be like it makes something sound massive however it's just it could be something very small that seems traumatic to you or your your body reacts that way and emdr and brain spotting helps is is for that specifically and it's a it's really neat it doesn't make you forget it it just um when you're when you go through a traumatic experience or anything like that whether it be huge or small your your brain for some reason keeps it in the like short term memory section instead of letting it flow to the like you know long term memory so that's why whether there's like a smell that reminds you of the situation or a sound that it fe- your body sa- feels like it's going through it again even though it's not so this EMDR helps it actually just untangle and continue on I feel like that was a reading rainbow moment. Reading rainbow. <laughs> um, the science portion, which I usually don't know anything about science. And look at me. Um, anyways, <laughs> I am, I'm excited about it. 
I'm I, happy for you. I I just think things like that are really cool and um it's neat. And I'm just um oh god, there goes that word again. Neat. Oh, and there goes my feet. I'm doing my feet thing. Yes. Happen you along. always do your feet thing. I know. Well, I just wanted to I wanted to share it because I think it's a a great form of therapy that maybe people out there haven't heard of and you, and don't know anything about. However, if look it up. It's it's really neat. Um and I'll tell you more about that next week. I'm sure you're so excited cuz I am. Okay. <laughs> So, how about those dolphins? Um, we're going to start. Quick. Yeah. Where are the dolphins located? Where is the sports team located? Okay. So, <laughs> my reference from this is from the birdcage. Um, and I'm going to guess Florida. Am I actually right? Specifically. Oh, girl. The city. Uh. The city team. Uh, I mean Miami. Yes. Ooh, win for me. Come so, on, you're sports. so manly. I am. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Good job. I did something else at work today that I said the same thing. I said, "Oh my god, I did my manly thing for the day." Okay, and now I've done two, but I can't remember what the first one was. <laughs> I don't know what I did. You're so butch. You just don't even. I am. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> It just happens naturally. Machismo just oozes out of your pores. Yes. I um, I got a new umbrella. You saw. <laughs> and it's really cute. <laughs> and I know that you guys have so much fun just going on the tour of Eric's brain. Um, but, okay, I'm, I'm not going to tell that story. We should probably just get started into hell, but. Um, it's a weird oh. night. It is. Um, okay. So, 33 is where we started. Um, and, you know, we got our lovely Israelis here. I just, I don't know. I was They're thinking, leaving. They are leaving. They're out of there. And so what had just happened? Like, where did we... I'm trying to remember, like, what had just ended. Oh, yeah. Alex had gotten... Yeah, she had seen. Yeah, she had had her meeting with Aton, and they they came to their agreement. Yes. Okay. So this chapter, like, I mean, one thing that when I was reading this, I wanted, I really want us to try to figure out. So the protection animals, ghost things that they have, is there a name specifically for them? They're the salt protectors. Salt something. The salt protectors. Do you think that, I mean, obviously they each got something that would kind of symbolize them, right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I just think it'd be neat to try to figure out what would yours be and what would mine be? I don't know. I just, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it be neat? I, I was trying to think. Um, so one, all the one things that they list are. It doesn't have to be animals. It doesn't because, but it does have to be. Turner's is not. But it's an a animal, living thing. So but it's a living. That's what I realized is it's something living. We don't have to answer right now, but <laughs> I um. I was gonna say a giant bitch, but <laughs> um. <laughs> well, <laughs> be 
I always say like an owl is like my spirit animal. Like every time I do anything, like cats always like come up and a cat would probably be um that would be a good one. But um I always say an owl is my spirit animal because they have big beautiful eyes and everybody always thinks that they're they're cute, but they are a predatory animal and they will eat you. Huh. I, I feel close to the owl in that sense <laughs> okay so um but like cats have always been like come up as like my familiar and oh good word i love that familiar so, hmm. yeah nobody heard that because nobody. you you have to speak loudly into the microphone so nobody heard what you just said <laughs> okay well i don't even know what i just said <laughs> i'm i'm gonna sit right here so um I love that you were able to think of yours so quickly. I'll let you know next episode because I haven't thought enough about it. I can't. Yeah. It's Lucy. Oh, Lucy. She's not mean enough, though. Or what if it was Sam or Stu, my turtles? Oh, gosh. That would be really kind of cute. snap you to death. Hey, yeah, they could. I mean, because Dawes has that thing that's really cute looking. Yeah. So Like I'm, the little... Little. I always want. I want to say marsupial, but like I don't think it's a marsupial. But it's like a little lemur-looking thing. Yes, it definitely looks. Yeah. Well, I will. I'm going to think a little bit more about it. But Trip helps Alex out because she's pretty much being fed off of by, um, you know, not um, Ellie. Ellie, thank you. That's (laughs) right. Not Ellie. Um. I feel like I, I don't salt know. Salt spirit. Sorry. Salt. Is that what they called it? Is it? Okay, thank you. I'm glad we know. Whew, I almost like dropped my tea. Scared that's, me. Yeah. Hey. That's okay. how I do. So salt spirit. Salt so, spirit. And if there's anybody still listening that would like to let us know what your salt spirit is, if you want to think about it, let us know. I'd love to hear. That emerges when you lick yourself. I know. So weird. The yeah. salt. Um makes me want some popcorn. <laughs> um Okay. So I have a question for you about what we read. Um I feel like in these chapters we started to understand more about these demons and the way they really are feeding off of them or maybe it's more we just have examples that are like right in front of our Mm -hmm. face that we read about Mm -hmm. that i think made it more clear to me um i thought that was really interesting and neat because i mean we we see it with alex we hear trip talk about it um and but turner's experience with the demon changing to be his grandpa and how it like it was feeding off of him and he felt bad like i just found that so interesting um i thought it was neat that that, that it's feeding off of their emotions but specifically mm-hmm. like um i can't remember their like remorse or um i just think that was neat um anyways do you what was the question um is that right <laughs> Like, um, I think I answered my own question. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Sorry. Yes, yes that is what <sighs> happens. <laughs> I. <laughs> yes, it's feeding off of their sadness, their <laughs> remorse, their 
negative energies because it wants them to like wear down. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I just like I have a question and then I ramble and just go on. It's fine. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we got you didn't miss what, it. what you wanted out of that. <laughs> I did. Okay, Thank good. You. Thanks. <laughs> um, it was therapeutic. I, I, I made it through. Um, okay. <laughs> so. Whew. Um, Trip is definitely hell-bent on, whew, look at me there, about how Spencer... His demon is just acting exactly like... Yeah, he doesn't... In, in his brain, it's not a demon. Like, it's actually Spencer. Yes. It sounds like it, too, from when we read about Spencer. You know, I mean, he sounds... I feel like Trip is just this little naive boy, though. So, like, I don't think he would really... I think it... I think it's just getting to him, and... Yeah. I think it really affected him. I think Spencer... Like, I think he... From the way that we read the story through, like, Tripp's eyes, it definitely sounded like, you know, Spencer was not only just a huge bully, but, I mean, it was it was really traumatic to him. And some bullies can be, like, I mean, my gosh, I mean, having, did you even have bullies? I don't think you, did you? <laughs> no. I didn't think you would. I was like, oh, I can't imagine. Oh, no. So, yeah. I... I beat up other people's bullies. Right. I didn't have my own bullies to beat up, so I beat that up other people's very, bullies. Anybody that tried to bully you would have definitely been they would they would have been crying. Oh, and, it only took one one line that I didn't like and I retaliated and made sure that everyone was put in their place. So, yeah. Uh I yeah, go girl. I just remember you catching Using a lighter and catching uh-huh. girls' hairs on fire. Well, I had bullies. Um, but as I actually, when I got into high school, it kind they weren't as bad. And you know what I think it is? Is because I was best friends with all their girlfriends. And they knew that if oh, yeah. they messed with me, you ain't going to get some. So at least that's what I say in my head. I don't know. <laughs> in high school. Um, but when I was younger, before high school, and I think even before I was able to fully admit that I was gay, I, God, those bullies were terrifying. Like, I just remember being, like, literally, like, horrified to have to come in contact with them. And, um, I had, I had some on the bus. I remember when I rode the bus and... That's just, it's really fearful. Like, I mean, I, I kind of relate to Trip in this way where it's just like, you are terrified of these people and you just, you want to do anything to get them to stop. And they always want to like pretend to be your friend and you want them just to go away. So you have to pretend it's just this whole like, I don't know. And it's scary. I think it's very, I don't know. Bullies are horrible and um, I'm glad you beat up a lot. Of bullies. <laughs> I mean, we could get really, really deep and say, you know, I had enough bullying at home. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, we could go down that road and that's not somebody that you can like beat up and. Right. <laughs> it's a di- it, it's a totally different thing. But that would that. It's. If we're going to talk about like valid. being bullied, like that's 
that would be my experience with it. Like I didn't, it wasn't like people on the outside, friends, like someone on the bus or like someone in school, like that just didn't, um, yours was in a different place. It was a, yeah, (laughs) totally different environment. Right. Which is, it's very, but it's, it's the same thing. It it is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, um, bullying is just, I mean, it's, and that's actually what I think is really like, I feel bad for a lot of the kids today because I think bullying used to be, you, you would be able to kind of get away from it in a sense. Um, for instance, my situation, once I, once the bus ride was over and I got off the bus, I went in my house and I was gone. I mean, they were gone. It was over. However, now because of social media and I know there's a lot of bullying that even is just primarily on social media, um, I, I just hate, I, I hate that the ki- younger kids have to deal with this. Um, um, that you can't exactly escape it sometimes. And, um, I, I wish that teachers did more about it. And I know that there are some that do. However, I still don't think enough is always being done, but that's my, that's a whole other thing because they can't. Right. I mean, but that's a whole other, it's a whole other discussion about why they can't. So. Um, I'm just happy that neither one of my kids wanted anything to do with social media. Yeah. Um, one doesn't even have a phone, so (laughs) got to escape that. And then my whole thing about like, uh, if someone starts something, then you finish it quickly, period, the end. We, we say the same thing with Caden, (laughs) actually. He doesn't have social media. We won't allow him, but... We that's the exact same advice. We don't want him starting anything. Um, but I mean, if someone starts something with you, then you better finish it. I mean, just yeah, you got to protect yourself. And we will, we told him we will back you 100%. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, um, so I don't, the Prater, Prater guy, whatever. Um, the whole weird thing about that is that like. He's not saying anything. Yes. I love that scene. Like, Alex is scared to death that she's about to get reamed. And she's so confused that she's like, is there something I need to sign? Do I? And he's like talking to her about some race where they're going to turn into wolves in the woods. I love this conversation. I, I, I It was so much fun to read. I think I told you that I actually want, I was this close to almost like putting together a scene for us. I was going to ask if you wanted to do it because I really wanted to like read the Preter and you be Alex. I loved it that much. But um, <laughs> I realized also we hadn't done a scene in so long that I don't know. That would, um, but anyways, I, it's a very, it's really well written this part because I think it's really hard to kind of get the preter is so like, I mean, he has no clue obviously at all. Um, but in this small little section, we can feel Alex's confusion and also then her fear. Um, she starts to like, and wondering about, well, what is really going on? How, 
Like, I mean, I think she does a great job of all of a sudden saying, well, I'm so sorry. I'm under the weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, when she catches on. And he he says a line right when he sees her. I think that's what kind of cracked. There was a, it cracked me up just the way that he says, um, my God, you look terrible. I mean, just what a great greeting. I hear it in my head. I just like, I don't know. For some reason, this Praetor guy spoke to me. I really want to play this character. <laughs> okay. I know. We're not going to do it, but <laughs> I really wanted to. Um, but yeah, they do talk about this weird wolf run that I think is interesting in itself because apparently it's the they the pack turns into, I guess every year they pick it, sounds like a different animal and then roam around the park. Yeah. All night. Um, and they're doing condors. I think they picked to be condors this year or next year. Oh, yeah. There was something about they couldn't do flight because it was too soon. Too soon. And they've made that mistake before or something like that. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, then they're not only just on the ground. They're flying around. But that's also when Alex brings up a really interesting point and realizes that what's kind of going on. Like, how would they still, how would they be doing this without Lethe, without somebody there to make sure nothing that goes wrong? Yeah. So, interesting. I, um, so we end that and we end that conversation. She obviously figures out, you know, what he doesn't know, but she immediately tells Dawes like something is definitely wrong I don't know the time period I'm trying to remember like has it been a day since I mean Anselm has talked to them and they've gotten in trouble or has it like probably been like maybe a couple days I don't don't know know. okay well it was a day or two enough time for it to be weird that he wouldn't know the preter wouldn't so anyways um Anselm, I have we have no clue what happened. We have no clue what he's doing or where he is. Um, so the next big part I just I enjoy is Turner. Finally, Turner comes in, and they get to go um, talk to. I remember him bringing this up before. I just was kind of confused on like the connection. Of it's just someone that's involved, apparently, that he thinks is the murder suspect, right? It's Lambden's son. That's right. Lambden's son. Yes. Okay. Well, they get to go visit him, and he just tells... In the facility. Oh, yeah. The facility. And she... um, It's weird that he wants her to come, but you can obviously tell that Turner is starting to, I guess, understand more about... The, the mystical arts or there's something up with this guy and I think she's right I, I mean he's right it's it's just weird the way that it's written at first like I mean I don't they're kind of interrogating him or he is at least so what did you think of is this not is his name Andy is that mm-hmm. his name okay yeah um I mean, we 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 kind of feel like early on we we understand early on that like Andy has seen something, and that yeah. because everything that's happened 
we know that like demons were released. We knew, we know all these like things of like out in the world and Turner saying something's off. He, I think he knows that Andy has like come across one of these demons. Yeah. But because who he is, he can't like just come out and say it. So I think that's why he had brought Alex so that he could, so that Alex could get that sense too. And then Turner wouldn't feel as crazy about thinking that. And don't forget, this is actually my favorite part of what we read. Turner got the prickle. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was hilarious. I read it over and over again. I was like, he got the prickle. Yes, he got the prickle. You know, the prickle's not wrong. Prickle's always right. The things that, like, you latch on to crack me up. (laughs) I loved it. I I still love it. I think it's great Um, that it now even has, like, a name. Just the fact that he could feel some things off. It's a, I don't know, I get this whole sensation and everything, you know, the prickle. So that really tickles you. It does. It does. I I, I love it. Um, <laughs> so he got the prickle about Andy. So <laughs> and, yep. And Andy is acting really weird. Um, yeah, Andy doesn't want to say too much to Turner either. Like as that whole conversation is going, Andy's like holding back a little bit. So then Alex jumps in, and it's kind of like, all right, let me take a go at this. And it, then Andy starts giving more away like he starts talking about the ram it's a weird conversation too because i mean he's like i've already admitted i've done this i've already like said like i've committed these murders but as you andy really doesn't know so much about actually it yeah because they asked him about like the bible and why the why judges and he doesn't give an answer that like shows that he knows why he he's just like, well, they just did bad things. Right. So it's, it's pretty much what it was revenge for his father. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's neat. Alex does like make the big like reveal here when Andy is describing that, you know, he's having hallucinations and a ram is supposedly like he's hearing things about a, a ram is telling him to do things. And then starts talking about how he was polite and he knew everything about New Haven. And then Alex finishes his sentence. Mm-hmm. Probably like I do all the time, except I usually cut people off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so I'll let you. It's the big reveal. Yeah. So. <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> Gentlemen. Okay. So um, I actually like put this little like this little note because we've heard these things before and this is one of those moments where everything becomes like brilliant because Mm -hmm. you've had the pieces the whole time and that's why like these parts of the books are my favorite because you've had these pieces and then everything just kind of like falls in and it's amazing but on the bottom of 362 she says Darlington, who knew everything about New Haven's history, who had recognized the quote from Davenport's sermon, what had he said that day? I always admired virtue, but I could never imitate it. Alex tapped the quote into her phone. The search results popped up immediately. 
dun 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 charles ii darlington had said that he knew the hermit in the cave of course he meant judge's cave ansem had warned her whatever survived in hell would not be the darlington that you know demons love games and he'd been playing with them from the start wow it that's one of those like big moments like we huge we had all of those pieces and then it's just, all of a sudden everything clicks together it's it's nuts and um i i think also like what this reminds me of is when lee at first the title wasn't supposed to be hellbent but it was supposed to be um D- gentleman demon and just hearing the word gentleman and just the way that like Alex cuts him off. It's just all of a sudden we know like I felt as a reader, wow, I've been fooled. Like how mm-hmm. like it's just it really felt like I can't believe that it's been in front of our face this whole time. Well, that's we've that's- talked about this like so many times, but that's what Lee does. Like she yeah. highlights a whole other part and she's like hey look here look over here look at this shiny part over here and she leads all these things to this other part when in actuality it's something else that she like hid like in plain sight and that's um i always i we've talked about before i have a really hard time reading things and watching things because i can guess what's going to happen but um didn't see that one coming she does it really well and she's gotten yes. better and better and better as her writing has evolved. And I think with this story specifically, I mean, everything about Darlington's character that we've known and what we wanted and to all of a sudden be like, wait, what? Yeah. He's he's behind all this? So, um, okay, so then we actually get to part two. And- yeah, and we're like smack dab at Black Elm. The very beginning, we are like, so, because this was the very first chapter that we ever read was it, you hear about just going into the basement and this horrifying something is there and you don't know what it is. Well, yeah, now we're, we're back to that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's written well and kind of creepy. <laughs> um, point Blake, we find out that, um, there are there's two greys there and they happen to be Darlington's parents. Yeah. <laughs> Out of everybody. Surprise. I know. Yeah, Darlington's parents, the greys are there and uh we also learn in this chapter where she says that the greys don't like to stay with their bodies very long. Right. Um so they're talking about leaving but they can't. It's creepy um, because also like the bodies, she turns them over to like look at them and they have been like it something like there's huge. There's a huge hole, I guess, gaping from their body and it like they ripped their hearts out. Right. Yeah. And it looked like there's claw marks and it's just very violent and very like, oh, my God. And they say he was our son, but not our son. Right. And didn't he also say to not like, cause she asked why haven't you guys left? And I, I, because there's another thing 
that's in, in there, there that's been completely just like sucked out and is just this like horrific looking thing. And that's they're right. like, he said that he would do that to us. Right. Which she thinks is, <laughs> it kind of looks like at first it looks like wood, like shavings or paper mache. And then actually looks at it and sees it's a husk of a body is how Lee described yeah. it. Like, wow. So that's just a, I mean, that's an image. I mean, it's like a body that like it's, it's gone. Mm-hmm. That, um, so I know that, um, the, the she, rest, she like sucks up both of them. <laughs> that was a weird part. <laughs> Cause she, it's like, she it, said something like who wants to go for a ride or something like that. Everybody, and like, <laughs> it, everybody, everybody enter the pool or mm-hmm. it's like, it, Everyone in the pool, something like that, yeah. Yeah, which I thought was so weird. And then um, they both rush into her because, um, and she, we, she feels like there's so much going on because she can't, she has a, she's got two different people in her. There's a lot going on. For the first time. And then all of a sudden, Anselm's there. Well, not just there, but he's frightened. Um, It's like, it's. He looks terrified. She's asking why he's there. And he says, well... I was looking for you, dude. Exactly. I was looking for you. I talked to the board and I wanted to deliver the message. Is Dawes here because I don't want to do it twice? And then all of a sudden, there's some booming. Mm -hmm. And the booming is familiar to Alex. Alex remembers it from... Ninth House in the beginning, like I mean, specifically the theater is what I remember, and um, yeah, the booming keeps happen happening until all of a sudden the ce- ceiling falls in, and that's where I finished reading. <laughs> so, well, you're in for a treat with the next chapter, then. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's what I meant when you came, when you before we started the podcast, gotcha. and I said a huge cliffhanger. Gotcha. I bet you like. Gotcha. I now get it, it now. Ma- yeah. Now, now it makes sense. So um, maybe we should have talked about it because we're always so careful to not talk about things because we've made that mistake. Yeah. In the in the beginning, where we would like excitedly talk about what was happening, and then when we would get on to record, we wouldn't talk about enough because we had already said all the things so we don't we it's a rule like we don't talk about anything but like this time maybe we should yeah we should have maybe um but also i um you know what would have made you think that i would have not read yeah (laughs) hey you know it won't happen again i promise um, and I really am interested. Hey, to th- out of 162 episodes. Exactly. Thank you. I I, I get a squ- <laughs> 99.6%, you know? I mean, I, I've done this. So, anyways, we all make mistakes. But, yeah. um, um, and also, I, I just, from what it sounds like, the next chapter that you all have read, it sounds like a lot of really juicy stuff happens mm-hmm. that I... Yep. Really want to discuss with you guys. So, anyways, that will be next week. Um, so, um, thanks for joining us. And next week we will be covering 36 through 38. Yes. 
Eric, that means you read 38 and stop at 39. I'm telling myself. <laughs> okay. Anyways, it's been fantastic. Love you all. And um, we'll see you next week. Long live the Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at GrishaCast. And thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Michelle, Alex, 